Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will Hey, welcome in to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags. Joining me as always is Dane, a co-host here, uh, recording here on Sunday evening. It's been quite a week, Dane, hasn't it, with um, the Devontae Adams blockbuster trade. And then, of course, Packers continue to be active in free agency, mostly with their own guys. But a um, couple of things to get into. So we're going to talk about Devontae tonight. And uh, then also uh, talk uh, returning Razul Douglas and Bob Tunyon in the second half of this episode. So, uh, folks, uh, it's time to put your reactions in the chat as well if you're watching us live here. And uh, let us know how you think free agency is shaping up. Dane, how you doing, man? I, I, I mean, this has been very active. I, I think more active than we expected. Um, so what what is it, what is your uh, uh, position right now as the Packers kind of have uh, both made some moves to hold the gang together and, and made a big move with Devontae as well? I'll tell you what, Wags. Um, I don't seem to be as heartbroken as a lot of fan, Packer fans are um, uh, with the Devontae Adams situation. Uh, I get it. Devontae's Devontae. He's phenomenal wide receiver, one of the best in the game, maybe the best in the game. Um, but at a certain point, the economics of it, it, it became, I think, a pretty significant challenge. You're, you're kind of expecting the Packers then to be paying Bakhtiari top money, Rodgers top money, Adams theoretically top money, Jair Alexander top money, Kenny Clark's making a ton of money. Like at a certain point, um, you know, something's got to give. And uh, Wags, I, I'm actually really pleased with the return the Packers have been able to, to get from Devontae Adams, uh, a one and a two. And I think just as importantly as anything else, um, let's not forget the timing of this. We didn't let this drag on. The Packers chose not to, uh, you know, let this go into July or something where the picks wouldn't matter this season, where they miss out on free agency. Instead, they went and got a one and a two, and they cleared a ton of money, and they were able to bring back some of their guys, and they still have flexibility to continue to improve the roster. Now, I'm not saying we're not going to miss Devontae Adams. I'm not saying that wide receiver is in a situation that we need to be paying a lot of attention to, but I see the strategy behind it if I'm the Green Bay Packers, and not only do I understand it, but I actually like the direction this team's going right now. Okay, that's interesting. So, you know, and I, I get it. I was pretty surprised. Were you surprised that Packers ended up trading Devontae? Maybe not that it happened, but so quickly. Um, I'm just going to throw that at you because it seemed to me that Aaron Rodgers deciding to return was predicated on the Packers not being in a position where they're going to have to rebuild any parts of their roster. And that wide receiver group, um, with apologies to the guys they have, is in a little bit of a rebuild mode. Now, we got to give them time. Uh, to be able to make some moves here. There's still some time in free agency, and obviously I think we'll be active in the draft with the extra capital that we have. But, Dane, were you a little bit surprised that they made the move as quickly as they did and that came together uh, when it did? Um, I'm not surprised the move happened. Uh, going back a couple pods, I thought it was 50-50 that Devontae come back regardless of the Rogers situation. Uh, was I surprised it happened as quick? 
Yeah, I am. I thought that this was going to be a situation where maybe the Packers hand was forced a little bit uh, and the Packers maybe, you know, after the draft and after free agency would maybe have to deal Devante. Um, but instead, I think the Packers made the prudent decision. And frankly, Wags, I think this is the best not only for the team, but also for Devontae Adams. I, you know, he's somebody that wanted to get paid. Um, and it, it sounds like the Packers are willing to match that. But sometimes a fresh start's important as well. And to go back to his, his college quarterback, go to California where he's from. Um, I don't want to bring a guy in, pay him a ton of money that's not totally invested in, in the team either. So, um, you know, Devontae's been a, a consummate professional across the board in his tenure in Green Bay. He's been a phenomenal Packer. We've seen some great moments from Devontae, and I expect him to continue to be uh, a receiver at a high level. But end of the day, Wags, um, surprised in the timing, yeah, but surprised that he's not coming back. Not really. Um, it just it it seemed way out of the Packers' mo to invest in a in a nearly thirty year old wide receiver and give him yet another contract. It's just not something the Packers have done over the years. Uh, look at the free eight, uh, through the draft. Packers aren't using first round receivers historically. Uh, our first round picks on receivers. And now we're talking about Devontae. It's not like they're necessarily backing up the Brinks truck all the time to wide receivers either. So um, all of that in mind, looking at the Jordy Nelson situation a few years ago, much different time, I think, in their careers. But end of the day, same kind of thought process. And the Packers able to recoup some picks that are value picks early in the draft. I'm all for it. For sure. And and I understand that position too. Uh, going right into the live chat here, Joshua Snyder on our YouTube channel pops in says draft day prediction Packers trade the 28, a third and love to Seattle for Metcalf. So um, I think folks, I, I would love it if the rest of you, uh, thanks Joshua for throwing that in there, uh, throw some predictions on what the Packers are going to do with the wide receiver group here, either in free agency through trade or in the draft, because clearly it's a position that's uh, going to need to get some attention. It's depleted both in talent and, and in depth. So uh, that said, so Dane, I, I think I pretty much agree with what you're saying long-term and, and maybe even for next season, depending on the moves that the free, uh, the front office is able to make here as we move forward in free agency in the draft. Um, that said, I'm just going to play devil's advocate advocate and throw this out there. How is bringing back Aaron Rodgers and trading Devontae Adams, helping this team compete for a Super Bowl next year? If I had to pick one, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I, I, that's the reality of it. I, we've seen teams time and time again. I mean, look at Tom Brady. Everybody wants to compare Rodgers to Tom Brady. I'll just go out and say it. Brady had some talented wide receivers, but outside of what the Randy Moss years, uh, you know, I, I can't remember time when he had like the top guy. Um, Packers are paying and investing a lot in Aaron Rodgers. And, Wags, I look at it and I go, would I rather have Devontae Adams or would I rather have Razul Douglas and Robert Tunyon and some draft picks and some flexibility to add other guys? It's not really about Devontae. 
at that point. It's no disrespect to Tay. He's been phenomenal. Um, but I think it helps the team maybe uh, as a whole to be able to bring some of these other guys back. And obviously the Packers are going to have to hit on their draft picks. But just to have the cap flexibility and the money flexibility to maybe bring some other guys in here, we still have a very strong running game. And uh, I think that we still have potentially the ability to go out and get another wide receiver. Now, I, I'll tell you what, Wags, I wouldn't be surprised if they use one of those twos that they have now to go get a veteran wide receiver to help uh, help out with the depth situation a little bit. I also wouldn't be surprised if MVS ends up back in Green Bay. Um, so we're kind of talking about this situation mid-story a little bit. It's not totally clear how this is going to shake out. Uh, but I think overall, it, it, there, there's a health of the team perspective. And I love the role the Packers got on near the end of the season uh, with the defense and for them to be investing in those defensive players. That is a huge critical part of this team. Again, love Devante, but uh, Devante at what cost is what it comes down to. And I think that Aaron Rodgers, with the money they're investing in him, you have to expect him to be able to look at, you know, second, third reads and find other guys that are going to be open. And Rodgers has the ability to do it. So love Devante. But if I had to choose between the two, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers all day. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Devontae, 175 targets last season. It's not like Aaron's going to drop back and take a sack 175 times because he doesn't have Devontae Adams to throw to. Uh, He's going to find a place to throw the football. Uh, But that said, it it could be easily argued that from a talent and depth standpoint, right now, as we speak tonight, the Packers have the worst wide receiving group in the league. And so they do have their cut, their work cut out for them. There's no doubt, no doubt about that. Um, so this front office is, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I do think that it makes sense that one of those first four picks in the first two rounds, at least one is going to go to a receiver. Uh, but Dane, I know we're going to look ahead a little bit at how the moves that they've made so far are going to impact free agency. Uh, it sounds like you do expect them to bring in at least one veteran wide receiver to round out this wide receiver group, if not two. Um, do you think that's kind of the game plan? Uh, one free agent, and hopefully it's not something they have to break the bank for, uh, as well as probably at least one early pick and, and probably another later pick or two uh, at this wide receiver group? You know, I, I really think they're going to trade – one of the second rounders. I don't know for who that's, that's probably, you know, I'm, I'm guessing I don't have inside insight, but judging by what receivers typically have been going for over the last few years in this league, I think you can get a valuable veteran a reasonably valuable veteran uh, for a two. Um, So I think wags that they're going to shop one of those twos. It's not going to be for Devontae Adams, but it might be for a guy who can make some plays for this team and then from their wags, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. Add a veteran, an older veteran potentially, and draft somebody. Um, I, I mean, they, they have these options now at their disposal. And, and I don't know, I'm not read in on what this Packers, uh, what the plan is. But I do believe, I really do, wags. I'm curious what you think. I think they had a plan before they traded Devontae. Uh, the timing, I think, was telling. Um, I think that the compensation was telling. It seems like they probably have something in the works or at least something in mind, because I agree. You can't really bring back Aaron for this new contract and then be like, all right, 
Go get some rookies. <laughs> Throw them to rookies. We know Aaron's history with the rookie wide receivers historically. So I think it's going to be a mix of both. It's not going to be Devontae. But dare I say, Wags, I think that this offense could function really well if there isn't that guy all the time. And Aaron can kind of pick and choose and find uh, kind of the open guy. We've seen Aaron when Devontae's been down in the past. Now, this is a small sample size. It's seven games. But um, the offense does look differently when Devontae doesn't play. I'm not saying it's better. But Aaron has been able to find open guys. And, and if we go back and look, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think some of those games are where Devontae hasn't played and Aaron has, you're going to see seven, eight guys, what, five, six, seven guys having receptions in that game. And that makes them even that more dangerous if they're able to find the open guy. Not always that easy, not, not as easy said as done, but I like the direction this team can be going, especially if we have a defense that can be putting opposing offenses on their heels, maybe giving us some short fields. It's a team game. Take some pressure off of Aaron. It sounds counterintuitive with Devontae not there, but if you have a strong defense, it really does take some of that pressure off of Aaron over the long-term projection of the season. For sure. I hear you. Uh, Lee 86 chiming in, also saying J love and a third. So removing the first that Joshua was going to give up for DK. So a lot of uh, folks out there uh, seem to think with Seattle, obviously they're probably in full rebuild mode. So perhaps we can uh, pick off one of those receivers. I don't know. DK is on his rookie deal still how uh, much of an appetite John Schneider and that Seattle franchise has to trade DK Metcalf, but um, Packers had a chance to draft him a few years ago and they didn't do it along with every other team in the NFL, of course, but um, DK Metcalf would sure look good in green and gold. I, I can't disagree with that. Dane, I do want to go back to something you said. I agree that this front office has had a plan. They've moved with a purpose so far in this offseason, I know um, the decision from Aaron Rodgers taking a little bit longer than some folks would like, notwithstanding, uh, you know, if you look at the week before the NFL combine, they clearly had the guys they wanted to restructure. They took care of that. Uh, they had uh, the guys that they wanted to resign. Uh, Devondre Campbell uh, was definitely their priority, regardless of what they were doing with uh, Devontae Adams, and they got him taken care of. Um, they uh, made their cuts. Uh, I mean, I think most people knew that Zadarius Smith was going to get cut, um, so that wasn't a surprise. Extended Preston Smith along with the extension for Rodgers. So uh, everything seems to have been moving in an orderly fashion. And that really, to me, tells me that this Packer front office, I completely agree with you. They've had a plan from the start. I don't know if they knew they didn't have a chance to bring Devontae Adams back, but you look at the tea leaves, Devontae, the week before the trade, you know, there was uh, a lot of news that he had already purchased a house in Las Vegas. So um, I, I don't think that this came out of thin air the fact that their deal was already announced, it seems like the Packers gave Devontae and his agent permission to negotiate his new deal with Las Vegas. And once that was done, this trade was completed. So um, the fact that that happened now, I want to go back to what you said uh, from the start, is I think huge because uh, that's going to lead into what we've been able to do this week and moving forward for the rest of this free agency period leading up to the draft. Um, and not to mention the picks that we got for Devontae, 
are in this year's draft. And I think that's huge because if this would have stretched out into June, July, uh, now we trade Devonte and we don't have a couple of, of high picked rookies in the draft to help us for next season. So uh, this front office, if yeah, go ahead, Dan. Well, I, I, I just talking about yeah. that because, you know, I see stuff and I get, I get it. Fans are like a one and a two Devonte's worth more than that. And I, I understand, right. Cause there's Devonte. But, Wags, would you argue, because I'm going to argue it, that um, a one and a two right now, right now with the money flexibility is more valuable than like a one and a three and a two or whatever later. Like it's just it's so valuable right now for the Packers to get what they got in return, but also have that flexibility and be able to play in free agency. It allows us to immediately impact this roster and we're not sitting on our hands for a year because, frankly, we don't have that time. So I, I was actually pretty pleased with the one and the two uh, overall. So just kind of curious. I mean, I just think there's a lot of value in what they were able to get. And to your point, to get it now, we're already scouting guys now for, for this season. We're not talking about next year. That's a massive difference. Yeah, for sure. And I think based on what we've seen in the chat, uh, a lot of Packer fans recognize that you can use some or multiple of those picks for capital. Now, I, I hope that the Packers don't have to flip both of the picks they just picked up for Devontae Adams just to fill the wide receiver position. Um, we've seen other wide receivers, uh, you know, I, that have not been traded for nearly as much in terms of draft capital. And so certainly Devontae's in kind of a class of his own. Uh, but um, I agree with you. They didn't have to take a player back. Now, I don't know if the Raiders would have liked to unload a player uh, instead of or including those picks. But um, for the Packers, uh, they wanted to maximize their flexibility. They still don't have a ton of money, but they've got enough to operate now uh, based on the $20 million, uh, that uh, cleared because Devontae's no longer on that franchise tag. So cap number drops off by $20 million and um, uh, it gave them some breathing room to operate here. So it's going to be interesting, uh, no doubt about that. Now, I do want to discuss a little bit, not to get ahead of ourselves, with the the veteran free agency market, this does put the Packers in a little bit of a difficult position. Don't you think Dane, because they need a receiver for sure. And I know we're going to draft one or two, but I, I think it's pretty clear that they need a, a receiver on this free agency market. Um, it's going to be difficult not to overpay for one, though, because everyone overspends in free agency. First of all, we've seen some of the deals that have been out there and Packers don't have a lot of leverage with outside free agents at this point. So it's going to be difficult. Um, now, Aaron Rodgers has said that he should be used for recruiting. He better put on his recruiting hat in a hurry because um, if that's going to make a difference, if we're going to get one of these guys, um, I, I'm not super excited about the free agents that are out there. Um, I think there's a few guys that could definitely help us, but most of them are getting up there in age. And so I just don't want the Packers to be in a position where they're having to significantly overpay just to half fill this void that Devontae Adams left. And uh, then there, while it won't be $28 million a year that Devontae Adams got, the last thing that they need to do is go and uh, use a bunch of the, the very little 
uh, money that they have under the cap uh, and overpay someone that may not be worth uh, that based on their production and their age. So it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a dicey line. I think that this free, uh, this front office is going to have to uh, handle because um, you know, you don't want to, use up what you have, but you definitely need us uh, to, to get out there and be somewhat aggressive in getting this hole filled as well. Yeah. And I, I would agree. I candidly wags of the free agents available. I'm not really stoked about any of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm I just agree. being honest. Like I would no disrespect to Julio Jones or to Fuller you know, Landry, I like Landry, but it's so duplicitous with Cobb and with Amari Rogers, right? You know, that's where it gets difficult really quickly is I just, there's nobody there that really stands out. Odell Beckham's knee, you know, he's not playing ball for quite some time. And like, that's not a good option all of a sudden, right? That's what gets hard. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think those guys have had an injury history. All of those guys that you mentioned, uh, I, I, even Jarvis Landry, the last couple of years, hasn't been playing a full season. And so it just, again, it depends on the price, right? Dane, I, I'd take those guys. I would take any of those guys, really, if you can get them at a super incentive laden, like really good deal for one year. Uh, and I think that's kind of where I land with pretty much all of those guys. Jarvis Landry, maybe you go multiple years. I think he's got a little bit more um, in terms of his recent productivity than uh, some of those other guys. But um, he's not an outside uh, wide receiver, as you said. So how does that change the dynamics of this offense? Um, he can win one-on-one. I think that's a, a benefit that uh, Aaron Rodgers would really like. And he hasn't had the best quarterbacks throwing him the ball. So that's something I like about Jarvis Landry, a a five-time pro bowler. He's played in Miami and Cleveland most of his career. So um, if he's got anything left in the tank, there's certainly been no one at quarterback that's thrown him the ball near the level that Aaron Rodgers has. Mm -hmm. And he's still been extremely productive throughout his career. Uh, But uh, Dane, I think the chat has really... Um, made it known that trading either one of our first or one of our seconds for a more known commodity might be the preferred option. So that might happen for the Packers. And maybe that doesn't happen until draft day um, when things are a little bit known and kind of teams are able to see where the board is moving. So um, that being said, I, I haven't had a lot of chance to look ahead at the draft. I think there's a couple of comments in here. Um, who who could we be targeting in the draft? Dane, I don't know how much time you've spent <laughs> on uh, uh, draft prospects. We'll be getting into that, I think, in the next few weeks. But we've been more focused. Uh, I've been more focused on free agency. So I, I don't know if there's uh, any names that you kind of have your eye on that you want, you want to throw out there coming out of the combine a couple of weeks ago or uh, if you uh, are still kind of digging into that as well. Yeah, I really, Wags, I, I tend to agree with you, you know, and folks, we'll be doing a full um, draft preview, uh, and that's kind of the next step after free agency. We start to to do our homework and our research on it. I do like, uh, and forgive me, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, probably Olave, the, uh, the wide receiver from Ohio State, seems to be a guy who could be NFL ready right away. I'm just saying him off the top of my head. Uh, but again, we're going to have a full in-depth draft preview where we'll be able to talk. And Wags, I have a feeling we'll be talking a lot about wide receivers uh, in the draft preview when we do that. But uh, 
but right now, I, I tend to agree when we're talking free agency, we're talking about, you know, receivers and other teams. I just, I really think the Packers are going to flip one of those twos for a receiver. I just don't know. That's, that's my gut feeling. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. And it'll be interesting to see if they do that before the draft because, um, you know, other teams, like I said, are going to want to kind of see where the draft board is falling before they pick up one of those picks. And from the Packers perspective, you kind of want to be able to play out the rest of this free agency period. Mm -hmm. So Dane, just throwing this out there, a name we haven't talked a lot about because I think most of us kind of assume that he'd be gone. MVS. Yeah. What are your feelings on whether the Packers should uh, pay MVS to bring him back at this point, or does he kind of land in that same sphere of some of the outside wide receivers where it's, well, depending on the price and uh, he's not someone that you necessarily want to overpay um, versus the familiarity that certainly the Packers have with him. Yeah. Well, I wags Joshua uh, in our comments is Matt Caffer, Eric Keenan Allen. Uh, I'll take either of them, Joshua. I like them both. Um, (laughs) (laughs) MBS is, I like MBS. I don't like MBS at $10 million. Um, So that's where it comes down to is if, if we're getting into a bidding war with a number of teams, that makes me very, very, very nervous. Uh, and I'm curious what your take is, but I, I I like him. I think he's a complimentary piece. We've talked in the past about how his route tree has gotten better. He he is more of a, a um, accomplished receiver across the board from a route running perspective. He's become more crisp and a more complete receiver over the last two years, but especially I thought last season. That being said, um, seven million, I'm listening. 10 million makes me very, very squeamish. And the reason I say that is, you know, there are games where Adams is out or there are games where we needed a receiver to step up. And Lazard, I thought, really became the number two. Um, And, you know, I I just I think I think that MVS can be helpful for the team. But if you're expecting him to produce at a 10 million dollar level, it's I might have some reservations in doing so. But at six to seven million. Welcome back, MVS. Let's do it all day. But I, you know, I just don't want to get into a bidding war with him because, uh, I mean, if you're him, he should go take the best deal that he can find. And maybe he's looking for a, a breath of fresh air as well. But I, I'd like him back, but not not when we're starting to talk the big, big dollars. I just don't know if that's going to be a wise investment for this season and going forward. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. MVS is, you know, certainly a guy that um, has had some big games. But consistency has been something that's dogged him his entire career. Um, he's had some knick-knack injuries, nothing significant, but has missed games, um, multiple games the last few seasons. And here's where I kind of land on MVS, to be honest with you. I'd like him back, but not at $10 million, And I don't think I'd even personally like him back at $7 million because um, then just from a financial standpoint, where's that? impacting your ability to improve the roster. I I certainly understand that we need to build this receiver group. That's what we said at the top. Um, We don't have depth or a lot of talent right now. Um, However, uh, with MVS, you know, it's easier when you're paying him one and a half or 2 million for the production productivity that he's given you the last couple of years. 
Um, but when you start getting into the seven, eight, nine million a year range for for someone with MVS's level of productivity, unless he makes a significant jump, I don't know how the Packers are not in a little bit of a predicament there because uh, he's not someone that's proven to me that he's worth that money. It's still on potential. The Packers have had him for four years. He got, I think, a little bit more consistent this year, but not enough for my liking, to be honest with you. And um, when you've got a player of Devontae's level, uh, to the rising tide to be able to cover for some of those warts from MVS or those games where he seems to go missing, um, that that uh, is one thing. But if you bring MVS back and now we get a, a high draft pick, if he's that player is not ready to go right away, this wide receiver group could go through some games that's going to be pretty tough. And that's, I think, where I, I go back to my question. How does this make us better? In the regular season, I think we'll be fine. Uh, there'll be weeks where the offense isn't great. There'll be weeks where we'll do just fine uh, with uh, moving on from Devontae Adams. Um, I think when the chips are down and you need to start moving the chains in the playoffs, even with Devontae Adams, we've had trouble. And I think, Dane, you, you've said that maybe Aaron Rodgers needs to be scanning more of the field and this will force him to do that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. No doubt about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I just... You know, you look at the playoff game this past year, and yeah, I think there were a couple plays near the end of the game where it's like, oh, shoot, be nice to hit Lazard right there, you know? And then I think that's just a reality. Now, that's fine and dandy, but Devontae was also pulling a ton of coverage, (laughs) opening up some of these wide receivers. And I recognize that everybody's not working in a silo and that Devontae Adams just demanded a ton of coverage. So, um, the, the good news is, is we got plenty. I think we got 170 days until Packer football is back. So we've got time. Uh, the question becomes, how do the Packers do this? And I'll be really fascinated, Wags, because uh, I would agree we might not see a trade or anything uh, until maybe even draft day. But if we come and go from the draft and we haven't upgraded with a veteran at the wide receiver position, I'll be pretty shocked. And that's where I think I'll get a little bit more anxiety, a little bit of concern, because uh, I just I think we're going to need somebody uh, with with some kind of pedigree to to be able to, you know, really help Aaron Rodgers out um, between the 20s, moving the chains and somebody who can be explosive. Easier said than done. But we need to find somebody out there. And and I, I don't want to rely on that first round wide receiver rookie. That just seems like a recipe for disaster. Anything we get from somebody maybe in the first or second round is a huge bonus. But I don't want us and our Super Bowl hopes resting on a on, on the guy who was playing college ball last year. I just don't think that's realistic. I, I agree with you. So, Dane, I think let's take a quick break and uh, uh, talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, and, Dane, we've transitioned to NBA, college basketball. Um, so uh, let us know, how is your wife, Andrea, doing on DraftKings Sportsbook now that uh, she has to spend some of her football winnings on basketball? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Wags, uh, that Badger game uh, was not really great. Uh, Not really happy, folks, about what just transpired against Iowa State here earlier this evening. Um, But I'll tell you what, DraftKings Sportsbook makes it a lot of fun to place bets. My wife, Andrea, never ever used the 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 sporting books or or the app uh, until DraftKings Sportsbook became a a sponsor uh, of ours here and she used that promo code 
TPPN made some real money uh, during the football season. Now is transitioning to basketball. It's been a bit of a rough go so far. I think she's ready wags for training camp for football to start almost as eager as we are. That being said, she's betting on the Bucks. She's looking at uh, the Badgers. Unfortunately, that's no longer in the picture, but thanks DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, promo code TPPN. Awesome deals, having a lot of fun betting on games. It makes those uh, those Tuesday night games just that much more enjoyable. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Dane, let's transition then um, away from Devontae Adams and wide receiver here momentarily because I don't think it's a coincidence that um, on the heels of the Devontae Adams trade, the Packers uh, reportedly were going to move quickly to bring back Razul Douglas. Um, So another big part of the defense last year. And I got to give you credit, Dane. You basically run most of our social media. A couple weeks ago, you posed the question, Devontae Adams or Razul Douglas, Devontae Campbell, and Bob Tunyon? And we saw that the last two thirds of that come to fruition this week. So it seems like that may have been the choice. Now the Packers would have had Devontae Campbell and Devontae Adams if they would have been able to work out a deal, but by trading Devontae Adams, uh, they were able to bring those other two guys back plus whatever other moves they make here in free agency. So uh, Dane, uh, go ahead and pat yourself on the back, take a victory lap on that one. And uh, just tell me um, how, are you feeling now about uh, the direction that uh, the Packers were able to go as a result of this? Wait, I'll tell you what um, I was, I was actually fascinated. I think we both were when the results came in from our poll and 61%, this is weeks ago said they prefer Campbell, Razul and Tunyon uh, over Devante. We didn't even list and draft picks and financial flexibility, right? So I and wonder, more, yeah. And probably, you know, two, maybe one, two, three more free agent signings, uh, yes. actually, depending on how much they spend on, on the free agents that are available. So, yeah, anyway, go ahead, Dan. No, so I I really like what the, what the Packers are doing with this. Um, I didn't really think Razul Douglas was coming back. I don't think that that's a big surprise. I thought that the Packers, I thought he was just going to be kind of priced out. Looking at what he's making, is he making a significant upgrade from what he was making last season? Absolutely. But grand scheme of things, I was really pleased with the price the Packers were able to come into agreement with 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 him. And I love where we're at right now with the prospect of Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, and Razul Douglas out there. And folks, Shandon Sullivan's still a free agent. The Packers like to go deep at DB, and they like to have a guy – that plays kind of that third safety. I still wouldn't be surprised if Shandon comes back too. knock on wood, but Wags, I was, I'm really happy with the direction uh, of what they're doing. And I like the investment in the defense. Um, I, I, this is a, a spot that I think that Packer fans have watched over the years and have just had a lot of turmoil and frustration with the defensive side of the ball. I'll tell you what, we saw one game last year where we saw these top three corners together. Uh, on the field. And that was that 49er game. And they looked lights out when they were on the field together. 
I want to see more of that. If we can string games together like we saw against the, the 49ers on the defensive side of things, look out. Because then I think that, you know, all bets are off. And and what Campbell allows this Packers defense to do, he runs sideline to sideline, sure tackler. And Razul Douglas, I thought, was an incredibly sure tackler in his time in Green Bay last season as well. I'm really excited to see these guys back on the defense because I feel like we just started to see um, what, what this defense could potentially do. But right now it's still potential. Now we have the ability as fans to watch this defense grow together and see if we can put some wins on paper based on the defense. Yeah, for sure. And I think, Dane, it's one of those things where you can look at this and say, okay, that's all well and good. How did this team get better? They had Razul Douglas last year. Well, I'd point out that Jair Alexander really wasn't playing most right. of this season. He played one game with Razul Douglas and probably still wasn't really 100% in that playoff game when he came back. So uh, that's one thing. Uh, they were paying Kevin King. 5 million last year. So go back 365 days to last off season Packers brought back Kevin King on a one year, $5 million deal. And a lot of us were scratching our heads thinking, okay, not really sure about that one. They go on uh, obviously to get Stokes in the draft and um, pick up uh, um, Douglas in, in off the scrap heap rest is history. But that said, now they've got three guys in Jair, Razul Douglas and uh, uh, Eric Stokes that all had less than 50% completion rate against wow. them last year, wow. which is pretty insane if you think about it. So um, if we're able to perhaps upgrade a little bit of the talent on the D line through the draft, or if they can pick up a couple of guys here um, through free agency, both on the D line and at the edge position, to fill out our depth uh, at those two position groups, we've got, the secondary on the back end to really make things very difficult on opposing offenses and uh, give those guys chance and an opportunity to get after the quarterback. So um, I, Dane, I'll tell you what uh, you mentioned, Shannon Sullivan. Um, if you think about kind of where we're at, um, I would love to bring Shandon back because we, we saw him play some of that star position. He can be a little bit of that hybrid, uh, mostly been lined up in uh, as a slot cornerback. Uh, but um, I think he just knows this defense so well uh, that uh, if they want an extra defensive back out there, having Shannon Sullivan in kind of that Henry Black role, uh, who the Packers didn't bring back, uh, would uh, sure be uh, an extra bonus. Uh, so I completely agree with you uh, and uh, like where they're going. So folks, I, I know it's kind of like, well, we're bringing back some guys and we're just paying them more and we lost a bunch of guys. So how did this team get better? But kind of have to step back and look at how this team was able to get through last season with the injuries that they had and uh, considering kind of where they were and how they were constructed going into last season as well. Wags, you know, you talk about this, it gets me excited because Defensive line, if we could get one more big guy to help TJ Slayton and Kenny Clark out, um, and if we could get a pass rusher, another one, um, you know, in addition to um, to to Rashawn and to to um, to Preston, with those DBs, if, if the quarterback doesn't have a lot of time to throw the ball, and then when he does have to throw the ball, he's throwing it at our defensive backs, it's lights out good. 
And that's that's what's so exciting. And that's, I guess, where I'm coming from when because it all plays together. Right. The roster is its own thing. And yeah, Devontae's the man. But we wouldn't be talking about all these pieces right now that this defense could potentially be throwing at opposing offenses. And I just I think this defense has the potential to be legitimately scary uh, with with a couple key offseason moves, but either through free agency or more likely through the draft with some of these high draft picks. I just I really like the direction that this defense is going. Those DBs, though, legs are just ridiculous if they're all out on the field together uh, with with Savage and with Amos. It's just that's a nasty five right there. Yeah, and I think there's a good chance that the Packers, if, if let's say they do use one of those first two first round picks on a wide receiver. I think the other one, I'd be pretty surprised if it's not a defensive lineman or an edge guy. Um, The edge guy makes sense. Now I know you've got Preston and Rashawn Gary, but they need another guy and bringing in a rookie uh, just kind of with where Preston is in his career and where Gary is kind of coming up on the end of his rookie deal. um, You kind of want to restock uh, that position group as well with uh, some more talent. So um, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I just, I'm not projecting names on defensive line, but a, a guy like Akeem Nick Hicks, um, been out there, um, very talented player, uh, played for the Bears and for the Giants for a number of years. And um, there's other guys out there, but just throwing his name, if you were able to get a one or two year deal uh, with someone of his stature, to, to line up next to Kenny Clark, um, PJ Slayton uh, can come in and still get a bunch of snaps. Yeah. That'd be a pretty significant upgrade. Um, and so if you think about someone like that, I, I don't think he would break the bank. Uh, and then they can get a veteran wide receiver, maybe on more of an incentive laden deal. Uh, the Packers have the money to be able to make moves like that. Mm-hmm. And then by the way, they're going to be able to go out in the draft and, and be able to get some talent in those first two rounds. So um, I'm excited by the prospect of how they can continue to upgrade the talent on this defense and really take them to another level. How do you feel about Robert Tunyon? We're talking a lot about defense. Robert Tunyon sounds like he's going to be back on a one-year contract as well. I haven't seen the numbers yet. I'm not sure if they've been released if they have i haven't been able to find them how do you feel about Tunyon? yeah i'm not surprised i said a couple weeks ago um you weren't sure if they were going to bring him back and i get it was sort of a 50 50 deal considering his injury but i just always felt all along that um both the team and Tunyon would look at each other and just say uh let's just do a one-year deal and that's exactly what happened uh because it's to the benefit of Tunyon and it's to the benefit of the team now he gets still to still be a free agent after next off season. And I think, so I think they kind of just came to that agreement that this was going to be what would be best for both parties. And so hopefully he's able to come back from injury. Um, I don't know if he'll be ready right at the start of the season, but projected uh, that he's on track for that. So we'll have to see kind of how the rest of his rehab goes, but uh, we needed to to fill out this tight end group. So I think, uh, even if he's not ready to go right at the start of the season, I I, I do think that this gives the Packers some time uh, to be able to have one last position group that you're necessarily worried about going into next offseason. Maybe they pick up uh, a, a guy mid-rounds in the draft as well uh, to, to bring in, but um, realistically, uh, this uh, allows them to kind of focus their attention on some of those other position groups as well. So um, my guess is it's not much money, 
because normally if it were uh, the agent of the player would want that out there. So the fact that it hasn't been announced probably means that it's less than uh, what the market was uh, hopefully going to be for, for Tanyan or, or if the agent would have liked to have for, for Tanyan. So uh, I'm assuming that the Packers probably got a pretty team friendly deal here uh, to bring him back into the fold. And Wags, I'm seeing in the comments. Thanks, Joshua. Uh, he's saying one year, uh, $5 million for Tanyan. Um, I'm not sure if that means, you know, if that's with incentives or what that looks like, but that seems about right from a range perspective, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So my, my guess is just based on that uh, annual um, projected salary, his cap number is probably in like around a $3 million range. So um, Douglas was uh, 7 million per year for, for three years. So his cap number is I'm guessing around five. So we'll find that out probably in the next few days, but um, that means the Packers still probably have 12, 15 million uh, under the cap. And they've still got a few more ways to free up more money too. Uh, Adrian Amos can still be restructured. I think he um, was, I think I saw Amos was, I think. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, uh, we don't, I, it sounds like they're going to bring Mason Crosby back, but we'll see how that goes. Um, Dean Lowry's another guy mm-hmm. that um, it'll be interesting to see if they decide to keep him depending on what happens with the rest of free agency in the draft. So um, there's, there's movable parts here uh, for the Packers in terms of freeing up more uh, capital under the cap uh, still if they need to as well. Do you expect any sp- other splashes in free agency um, outside, like in the next week or so, let's just say? Because, uh, you know, those first few days, folks, it's always like, you know, gangbusters, these guys, big contracts come out. But I always think that a lot of teams can win free agency now. This is kind of the time where all the big bucks tend to have gone out the window. And now you're starting to kind of find those moderate um, deals uh, on on some of these guys that for whatever reason aren't commanding huge dollars, but maybe a missing piece to an already good offense. So do you expect the Packers to play this week very much in free agency wags? It depends. Um, The only way I think they're going to really get active is if there is one of these wide receivers that they would really like. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the history of this Packers front office is that we'll be sitting here three weeks from now, scratching our heads, still trying to figure out what they're going to do at the wide receiver position. So brace yourself, folks. I, I, I'd love for a, a quick resolution with a clear answer and one that we all can get excited about. Um, but I, I don't think uh, that I'm going to hold my breath for that to happen. <laughs> Just uh, realistically, a trade for someone that's under contract probably doesn't happen anytime real soon before the draft, if not until draft night. Um, it could. I, I'm not saying it won't, but I, I just don't see that being real likely. Um, Packers don't have a ton of leverage uh, with the, those other teams. Um, and then you and I both talked about some of the free agents that are out there, unless they really like one of these guys, mm-hmm. I just have a feeling that a few of them are going to keep falling off the board and Packer fans are going to uh, be all over social media going kind of crazy, uh, wondering what we're going to do to uh, find uh, enough receivers to fill out this group, but uh, they'll at the end of the day uh, they're going to get it done. I, I think it's mm-hmm. more likely uh, that they make most of the rest of their moves on the margins, whether that's D line, whether that's edge. If they, you know, if they bring 
um, you know, anyone back there, or if, if they, you know, want to just maybe get a wide receiver that's at a lower cost. Um, so, you know, Wolf, Will Fuller, I wouldn't get very excited about personally, but if it's a short-term incentive-laden contract, you know, fine. Uh, I, I kind of feel like that's probably more likely the direction that the Packers go. I, I know in the chat here earlier, um, Larry Steed on our Facebook chat uh, said, what are the chances of signing Landry and MVS? Um, I mean, I don't think real likely. I'm not sure how well um, both of those guys fit within kind of what they're looking for uh, for the rest as they fill out this wide receiver group. Um, clearly, they're guys that would fill the need. Um, but again, at what price? I, I don't know that they're going to get enough of a discount to bring two guys of that caliber back when there's other teams that are going to be out there bidding for them as well. Wags, um, put a percentage. What what percentage do you think the Packers bring MBS back? I don't know. Um, I think putting my own personal feelings on it aside, yeah. maybe 35, 40%. I, I think the problem is MBS, I'm guessing, sees them, this as an opportunity to get a big payday. And I think the Packers kind of know what they have with MVS. And so they're not going to let themselves get into the bidding war. I'd be pretty shocked if they did because, you know, look, I the whole thing about MVS wanting to get $10 million a year and perhaps the Packers would be back in it. I feel like that's coming out from his camp. Um, It benefits him if the Packers are in this bidding war. And that's the kind of the precarious position I mentioned that they're in is they need wide receivers and they can't underbid because they're going to need wide receivers. But on the other hand, you don't want to overpay for guys that aren't worth the production. So I think they're going to sit this out for a while and just kind of see where the market goes. I'm sure they're going to be talking to a lot of the agents for these players and just kind of getting a feel for where things are at. And if they want to get aggressive, depending on where the market is for a particular player that they may be interested in, they'll do it. But um, my guess is they're going to want to kind of just let things settle a little bit and, and get a lay of the land and see where they can upgrade the position without having to break the bank to do so. I mean, do you, am I off? Do you think like if MVS was going to get 10 million, I feel like he already would have. Um, and I, I, maybe I'm wrong there, but it just, I know that there's, there's been talk of a lot of interest out there for him or a number of teams. And I understand completely why with his skill set, but I just, I don't know. I just don't, those, those big number deals this week, just, it feels like those are few and far between the later you go in free agency. Yeah, I agree with you. So do you want the Packers to be the ones to pay him if no one else would, especially since they kind of know what they're getting with him. Um, Yeah, I, I I don't, that's kind of where I'm saying, and you're, I know you agreed with that. 10 Mm -hmm. was not a number you're comfortable with either. So no, I, I don't, but that being said, there are some other dominoes. And I mean, I don't remember this many trades in an off season in the NFL as we've had this year, it's been pretty crazy. So there could still be some of those dominoes to fall as teams fill out their rosters and make a few more moves. Then perhaps there's that second wave of spending that comes a week or two down the line. But um, yeah, I don't know. MBS, I, 
I I think my number would be like five to six. I, I think that's about as high as I'm willing to go, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, even then, it's still the reason it doesn't excite me that much is because now if you go for the rookie wide receiver in the first round, I, I'm just not super comfortable. I, I'd, even if some of these other guys that are out there are a little bit, you know, beyond their prime years, I, I think I'd be more comfortable having someone else uh, to fill that spot rather than MVS being the de facto number one coming into the season. Yeah, the the big key here, whether it's through the draft or free agency, as far as I'm concerned, or through a trade, because I'm not sure if there's many of them out there in free agency outside of MVS, and maybe somebody like uh, uh, Sammy Watkins is speed. This receiver room, they need to add speed. Whether it's MVS or somebody else, that's that's I think the big thing. Lazard, for all of the great things he does, and he he's able to to get separation, but he's probably not going to be the guy that can just burn it down the field in the same way that somebody like MVS can. And um, it's just in this league, you need somebody who can burn and just be the threat to be the over the top guy. And you know that that's something that we can't neglect, especially with somebody like Rogers back there. And that's just it. That's the kind of the point I was thinking about before we came on. So I'm glad you put that out there because that's why I think the guy that they draft can both replace MVS and he's not going to replace Devontae, but he could be an upgrade from MVS, both from a speed and a production standpoint, um, just because it, it, it's not guaranteed to happen. But look, there's been a lot of wide receivers that have come into the league over the last few years, drafted in the first round that have been very productive early. There's been some that haven't been. But um, if the Packers have anything in their favor, it's that they've got number 12. Yeah. throwing whoever they draft the ball. Um, and that's a lot better uh, position than most of these rookie wide receivers are in when they go in the first round. They're usually getting paired up with an inexperienced quarterback um, or someone that's not as talented or on a team that, quite honestly, maybe they can't run the ball. Um, their offensive line may not be filled out. They're not protecting the quarterback. So there's a lot of other downstream things uh, that are, are not in some of those players' favor that will definitely be in their favor in Green Bay. So um, I think uh, that they're going to be in a position to be successful. There's going to be a ton of targets out there. And uh, quite honestly, I'd rather uh, spend the money elsewhere and uh, uh, and use that talent uh, for our downfield threat uh, through the draft. And, and let's restock just top-end talent at the wide receiver position. Uh, MBS, solid player. I just don't see him as someone that has a lot more upward potential uh, than what he's been able to do so far in his career. Wags, and, and to your point, you know, talking about some of the recent success uh, in the draft, Jamie said, um, you know, in part, uh, four picks under 59 or four pick under 59 picks, most talented wide receiver class in years. Um, I don't disagree. Right. And I mean, think about Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I'm missing a lot of guys, but there's been a lot of impact from young wide receivers in the last couple of years, as you said. Um, and if this is a deep year for wide receivers, what better time than the present to go get somebody? Yeah. And, and they could look, they've got the capital to move up now in the draft that they want to as well. Um, I expect that will probably happen regardless of what they do with the rest of their picks. Um, we've seen Goody when he gets extra picks, he likes to target someone and move <laughs> up in the draft. Uh, so uh, uh, that's, 
that's not going to be a shocker. So we'll have plenty of time to look at the draft mm-hmm. uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, but I, I will be curious to see how the rest of this free agency unfolds because um, I, I think they will at some point. Just be patient. May not happen this week. At some point, the Packers will pick up a wide receiver in free agency as well. Yeah. Wags, I think we said it all here tonight. We wanted to touch base at least to talk about the the latest happenings at Green Bay. We are going to be doing this every week. You know, we're on Sunday night, 7.30 Central Time, uh, all off-season long. Big news breaks. We tend to jump on for that as well. Anything else you want to touch on tonight, Wags? No, man. Um, you know, I think you're still getting stuff in the chat. Thanks so much, folks, yeah. for jumping you guys on are awesome. joining Thank us you. tonight. Um, we will be talking more, uh, you know, discussion leading into camp and uh, players i think larry put another comment in here who do you think can make that jump i think that's kind of post draft we'll get into some of that Mm -hmm. discussion it's great question but um want to kind of see how this roster fills out here and and then we'll have a a little bit of better look at that as well so uh thanks so much for jumping on folks as always be legendary and go pack Go pack go Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I will say